0: Fuck you, that's my name! <laughs> So I don't think I'm ever gonna fucking forgive you for making me watch this movie. Not not on a horror level, just on just on a gross out level. Everything's so fucking gross, dude. They 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 made lesbian <laughs> sex gross. Do you realize how fucking hard that is?
1: That is a very trauma thing to do though. I don't know how many how many trauma movies have you actually seen?
0: I've seen The Toxic Avenger.
1: Okay, yeah, you're you're getting almost none of it then. The Toxic Avenger is definitely there's a reason that's the one that everybody's seen.
0: Safest most mainstream one.
1: Yeah, it's still pretty gross and there's a lot less shit going on like literal shit. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of literal shit in this movie. <laughs> It was it was kind of bothering me. Where it really crossed the line for me was the scene where the dude sit the the big fat motherfucker sits down on the toilet, and I was like, okay, I don't, I I didn't need that that out of the bowl POV shot. Like that was fucking wrong, man. You know who that guy some is? Some goddamn standards.
1: That's like Lloyd Kaufman's partner. He he owns Trauma. He like co-owns. Co- yeah, that's Michael Hurts. Yeah,
0: I did not know that. Yeah, wow. Was he fucking gross? It just had an added layer to it. Now that the whole thing with jared from subway and the, <laughs> yep the confusion with him at the beginning of the thing is just just added a, a whole new layer of grossness to the whole thing yeah that make was sure just
1: you, give, make sure you give him his soy gravy
0: that was just fucking disgusting <laughs> you start to finish well, the protein good. sauce
1: yeah the protein sauce
0: <laughs> gross protein sauce oh my
1: god well everyone that's that's a that's a nice preview of what we're going to be talking about this is sharks across hollywood and it's Thanksgiving, so naturally we're gonna be doing you, a movie about chicken. Yeah, poultry. It's poultry. It counts, but at least poultry's <laughs> in the name. Hey, chicken has tryptophan just like turkey does, and they serve mashed potatoes and gravy. So,
0: well, all right, yeah. It was. It was. It's a tenuous. It's a tenuous <laughs> connection, but I. I suppose I'll allow it.
1: And it's mostly because Thanksgiving is too expensive.
0: What do you mean too expensive?
1: Like if I if I I couldn't find a DVD anywhere. <laughs> So we're doing we're doing *Poultrygeist*. Okay, it's a 2006 movie directed by Lloyd Kaufman.
0: Which, by the way, you can <laughs> uh, you can just go and watch this on YouTube. It's um, *Trauma* *Trauma* Pictures on their official channel. They they just have the whole movie up there.
1: That is one good thing about them. They know that they're not going to make any money on selling their fucking videos anyways and yeah, that's
0: so make the ad revenue you know yep was
1: there an ad on it when you watched it
0: i didn't watch the official one i watched the other one because that's the one you sent me and oh I, that's the first one and I then found, i saw yes. oh there's a fuck there's an official one i could have just watched the official one yeah i'm pretty sure there's an
1: ad on it so you're gonna i, kinda... so I watched the ad
0: so at least they got that <laughs> oh, okay, little bit of good. revenue
1: <laughs> so i kind of want to save save uh my little thing that i can i can connect it to another franchise but i'm going to save that for the end just if i forget you got to remind Is it me Porkies no but you'll 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 hate it i know you will and it's not power rangers either so (laughs) but there's a connection here that i'll throw out to you i looked for a power rangers connection just so i could open with that but i couldn't find (laughs) one because none of the actors in the in this movie have fucking done anything
0: really yeah i I imagine probably not
1: they've all done about they've all done like at least the two main characters they've done less than 10 movies less than 10 acting credits on imdb at least I'm old and fat and I'm running out of breath. I'm getting way too excited here. <sighs> okay. what, what what
0: what I thought was kind of funny was that Lloyd Kaufman was actually the funniest thing about this whole movie. Him showing up as uh, as as old Arby.
1: <laughs> old Arby. Did you did you catch all the all the yes, fast food names? Wendy okay. and
0: Arby <laughs> and Denny and Carl Junior. And Mickey. <laughs>
1: Don't forget Mickey. Oh, Mickey,
0: that's right. Well there was another one called Hardy, another one named Hardy and they were kind of side there was another one too yeah. I can't remember what it was but they were side <laughs> characters.
1: But yeah, fucking Lloyd Kaufman doesn't really show up in all of his movies that much. So this is kind of kind of weird. He He
0: was pretty goddamn yeah. funny and I I I got to say he was definitely my favorite part. Yeah,
1: he's a he's a weird motherfucker but only only on screen if you see him give like interviews as himself, he's just a normal crabby old motherfucker. <laughs> I watched part of the because i was i was struggling to while i was watching it to find things to talk about because <laughs> really what do you what do you say this movie's gross and there's shit everywhere literal shit everywhere and
0: slime and and <laughs> nasty veiny things oh those eggs looked like a metastasized breast they were disgusting
1: Yeah, <laughs> this movie's pretty gross you need a strong stomach to handle this one i think it's Excuse an exploitation me, uh-
0: movie a, ma- a breast with mastitis <laughs> severe mastitis
1: was that the one where the guys where the guy popped eggs out of his tits and no
0: just the <laughs> eggs in general looked like looked like breasts with mastitis they're so veiny and you know like you know what mastitis is right that's where during lactation that they, they get backed up.
1: Oh, okay. The tubes I can see get that. backed up, yeah. and it sort
0: of like turns into cheese in the. So it's like a booby blue ball. Yeah, it's really it, it's 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 pretty bad, and what I understand, pretty damn painful too.
1: Milk duds—that's what I call it. <laughs> Milk dud syndrome. Yikes! I, I I say offensive things. I did manage to take a few notes on the movie though. This
0: movie had this movie was rife with <laughs> offensive things. So if someone's going to get squeamish about offensive things, they better stay the fuck away from this movie. Yeah, then, this movie has every fucking thing wrong with it. Like in term in terms of like if you can be offended by a if you can be offended by pretty
1: much anything, you will be. It's okay, man an old an old jewish white man wrote it and directed it <laughs> it's fine so it's all fine yeah there but we go he he is 100% you know you know canon films how they were schlockmeisters now no, he's the true schlockmaster
0: yeah. there's no question lloyd kaufman is the true meister of schlock
1: but i and oh and because because i didn't have a lot to say about the movie in general i ended up watching a little bit of poultry in motion which is the yes poultry in motion which is the <laughs> little making of documentary on the Fuck blu-ray me. uh-huh and that that's how you see how 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 much of a normal dude lloyd kaufman is <laughs> and he's just a crabby motherfucker and he, he just wants it done he just wants he just wants to get the movie done just say the goddamn <laughs> line just here, kind of. That's not
0: uh, he. That seemed. <laughs> I mean, I, that was clearly that. That was clearly the attitude going into the acting because nobody was getting overly concerned about any performances. That's for sure.
1: Oh no, no. And uh, so I brought I brought along some visual aids here too. Oh boy, visual aids for a non visual medium. Yeah, they're they're more going. for us. So years ago when I first started getting into movies, I wanted to I wanted to actually make a movie, and it, I never got around to it because I'm lazy and it's hard making a movie is hard as fuck. I, tr- I actually tried. I tried really hard to get like to get everything in order, and it just wouldn't work, so I, I gave the fuck up. in there. <laughs> but before I gave up, I ended up buying, full price, by the way, at Hastings, two of Lloyd Kaufman's books, Make Your Own Damn Movie and Direct Your Own Damn Movie. Here, let me take a look at those. Oh my, you didn't tell about... me it was
0: autographed, <laughs> and he put a penis print on it? Impressive.
1: Oh yeah. Or I I made him really mushroom stamp that thing.
0: Wow, look, there are pubic hairs between damn near every page. He would.
1: I wish people could see this. <laughs> so I find this book at Hastings and this was after I worked at a shitty call center and I instead of during the during those weekly reviews that the supervisors always give us. Oh. <laughs> we the supervisor that I had at this point. We didn't talk about it. I hated the fucking job. I I wasn't good at it. He knew it, and he knew I didn't want to talk about it, so he brought up the Toxic Avenger, and I'm like... I'd heard about that, and I heard about it on Metallica's Behind the Music. Really? Yeah, because that uh, was where you and heard I didn't. It. I didn't know what it was at the time, but Jason Newstead was talking about when uh, James Hetfield stepped into the pyro and got fucking burnt, and he said his skin was bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. And I didn't know what that meant when I was a kid and I watched Dude, that show.
0: All right, you're you are the most <laughs> '90s kid I know. How the fuck did you miss the Toxic Avenger cartoon?
1: No, I watched the Toxic Crusaders when I was a kid, but I it 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 didn't like stick.
0: Oh, you, you know, just never made the connection. No,
1: no, it was one oh, of those okay. it was one of those that I forgot until I ended up watching it way later and I'm like, oh hey, I have seen this before.
0: <laughs> okay. See, I, I'd actually seen the Toxic Avenger uh, and a couple of the sequels. I didn't I, I never saw one of them in their entirety, but uh, I had seen I had seen some of them before the Toxic Avenger cartoon ever came out, so I was probably too young
1: for them. Oh <laughs> they're yeah. Not, they're not exactly family friendly movies. What but, do you do? What do you do with a, with a movie where a kid's head gets crushed? You turned it into a children's television show, of course. A, ca- a Saturday morning cartoon show. Naturally. Of course, you do that. But it's only after Japan buys your company and forces you to make two not very good sequels. <laughs> where I think, and the cartoon is directly based on that sort of. Except in Toxic Avenger two and three, the bad guy is the devil, like literally <laughs> really? the devil. And literally it's still the devil. It, in the in the cartoon, it's still Apocalypse Inc., but it, they're aliens instead of <laughs> you know hell creatures. <laughs> but I. Uh, I went out and immediately I rented the Toxic Avenger, and I'm like, this is fucking great. Why Why did I miss this? How did, how did I end up missing this my whole life? I'm like, it's, it's retarded, it's gross, I'm going to watch the other ones. And I did. And I re- I rented two, three, four. Four is the best one. You can kind of ignore the second and the third one. Oh, I've seen Class of Newcomb High, too. That's yeah, right. yeah, I rented that once. I you know, I actually can't remember if I have that or if I rented it. It's... I have so many fucking movies. I started cataloging them all today. It's hard. surf
0: Nazis must die was them too, right?
1: Yeah. And I, I, I haven't seen, I haven't
0: seen it. I'm just aware of it. Yeah,
1: me too. And that's, that's the way it is with a lot of the original trauma movies. I've seen some of them that were like purchased by trauma. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm
0: aware of Tromeo and Juliet and I've seen that um, one.
1: Uh, James Gunn wrote that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, he was a, he was a fixture at Troma. He actually worked there for. Did he direct a while. anything they did? No, he didn't actually direct any Troma movies. He the book by Lloyd Kaufman that I decided not to find anywhere is every, all I need to know about filmmaking. I learned from the Toxic Avenger, so that's the only one I don't have. Here, stare at this one for a minute. Right. This is I'm, I'm still talking about make your own damn movie, even though it has nothing to do with this movie because this movie had not oh, come more, out yet. More testicle prints and in, and a foreword by uh, Trey Parker from South Park. Oh shit and an introduction by James and Gunn. And an introduction by James Gunn. And he hadn't made Guardians of the Galaxy yet cuz this book came out in 2002.
0: Was this back when he's uh still doing Scooby Doo? But movies? yeah,
1: he talks about he talks about like film making a movie is pretty much the same whether you have like $250,000, a million dollars or $90 million like we had on Scooby Doo and I'm like he spent $90 million on that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking
0: Best thing to com- the best thing to come out of those Scooby Doo movies was a lot of Rule 34 stuff. That's about
1: it. <laughs> Yeah, the chick who played uh, Thelma was way hotter than Sarah Michelle Gellar, I have to...
0: Velma, and Velma, yes, you're, absolu- you're absolutely right. Linda Cardellini is like one of my top five hottest
1: women alive. Especially when she gets possessed by the weird little demons and she starts like showing her cleavage. <laughs> 'Cause I'm a cleavage guy. Nothing Too wrong many, with
0: cleavage, yeah. man.
1: Too many actual boobs in this movie, but they're all really tiny, so they wouldn't give that good a cleavage anyways.
0: There were a lot of boobs in this movie. <laughs> I, I gotta say, there were um Oh that and, and and the worst part is this movie almost made me not like boobs anymore. Just because it drenched everything in slime <laughs> and grossness. And I'm just like,
1: yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get a girl's shirt off and you're gonna look at her boobs and you're gonna be like, these are nice. Wait, is a beak gonna come out of these things? <laughs> There aren't eggs in there, right? But
0: <laughs> the the scene where the zo- the chicken zombie rips the woman's
1: implants out and chews into them that shouldn't yes! be
0: that shouldn't be gross. That should be hilarious. Yet it was still gross. I laughed though. There were I a couple
1: actual lines that made me laugh, but now I don't remember them because this movie is an ADD kid's worst fucking nightmare. There is so much, there's so much, so much going on. The last thirty minutes, there's so much shit happening. I'm just like, uh, I'm gonna look at my phone for a minute because <laughs> I just need I need a break. <laughs> Because the funny thing was, apparently Lloyd Coffin wanted to make this movie, but he had no money to make it. Uh-huh. So everybody that works on the movie is... Like, everything is being done by people that aren't being paid, and they're not <laughs> professionals. It's like the <laughs> oh crew God. is just made up from random people that he interviewed around the world. Wow. <laughs> but that that's how he does things. So, so I... You know his thing is quantity over quality. That's that's the trauma thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's and obviously it works. They, yeah. They've been they've been doing this for forty years now. It, forty it, fucking. It, years. it helps
0: that it helps that they're able to get a hold of some uh, some. They're able to do some releasing because uh, uh, there are some there there. They've got some great titles under their distribution arm
1: billy bob thornton one of his first movies got picked up by Troma. really it's called can never fucking remember sling blade yeah yeah <laughs> that one uh oh goddamn it it's called vampire sisters of the lesbian sin no wait oh, that was no. an awesome title i have chopper chicks in zombie town sorry
0: also an awesome <laughs> title
1: but the the lesbian the vampire lesbian one is also a trauma movie, I believe. I I learned all this because I walked through Hastings and looked at it and be like, I need to rent all these. And then Hastings went out of business, and I never got a chance.
0: I wonder if Kaufman did the uh, uh, the Roger Corman thing where he would uh, test market titles.
1: You know, I don't. Maybe in the first few pages that I was reading of Make Your Own Damn Movie, he was talking about getting rats out of his out of the office. <laughs> <laughs> and like he went into the basement to see all the all these posters. He's he said he made three different posters for Troma's War and one was Camp War and he's like that was such a good title. We decided we wanted to save the posters just in case we used it later.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he probably didn't he probably didn't do the market research then that uh that Carmen used to do. Oh, fuck no. Cuz Carmen used all. to like focus group titles. He would just he would just get together a list of like 200 titles and just run them through focus groups and find out which were the most popular then he'd hire a filmmaker be like here you have you have a weekend to make this movie,
1: and then he made the terror. And does anybody actually like that movie?
0: No, but it made it made him money. You <laughs> yes. know, like that.
1: He shot it in two days, from what I hear. He had like Corman's yeah. not
0: Corman's no artist. No. Corman Corman was the meat grinder that artists got pushed into, <laughs> and I and either came out actual filmmakers or just put them out of the industry entirely.
1: Complete fucking respect for that, though, especially if you're into those kinds of movies, which clearly I am because I spent lots of money on. the... And
0: for the record, the terror <laughs> is a piece of shit. It's unwatchable. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what happens when you fucking... It is so fucking boring. It's just like, oh, we have Vincent Price for two more days, and we have this location for uh, two more days, and I don't want to waste this money, so I'm going to shoot all of Vincent Price's dialogue, and that's pretty much what it is. Just him talking, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because Vincent Price has that fucking awesome voice. Oh,
0: Vincent Price is incomparable, but the problem is, is like, yeah, like... like
1: this. this,
0: Oh, just fuck it. Just... Just don't.
1: Yeah, I, I bought the Toxic Avenger box set at when I was working at Hastings, nice. and I, I saw it come in the door, and it was on the rack to be put away, and I'm like, can I take this? Is this allowed? Can I just grab it and go before it even gets onto the shelf? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> if you want it, I guess. I grab it, and I'm like, fuck yeah, it has all four movies, the documentary about making the Toxic Avenger 4, and the entire series of the Toxic Crusaders. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a box set. Yeah, and, and they released it on Blu-ray, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like sixty bucks, and now I need to (laughs) now I need to upgrade my Toxic Avenger collection. I think.
0: I don't think Toxic Avenger needs a Blu-ray upgrade. But I I need the Toxic Avenger Blu-ray upgrade.
1: (laughs) I I love it to death. It's so fucking. There are
0: some movies that will not benefit in any way from a Blu-ray. That is
1: one of them. That is four of them. Of course,
0: of course, I'm. I say that as the fucking idiot who actually threw down the money for Manos Hands of Fate on
1: Blu ray. There you go. You have no fucking room. To talk. <laughs> yeah. No, nope. I don't.
0: I'm a I'm a complete hypocrite.
1: <laughs> so as far as trauma goes, you, you you saw the crazy shit in this movie. They just quantity over quality. Also... Okay. Let, let's, <laughs>
0: let's start enumerating for the audience. Uh, just in case, I don't even think, I don't even think you can get into spoiler territory with this movie because oh, it's so fucking viscerally disgusting that there's no way you can prepare yourself for it simply by knowing what's going on. And that's really it. That's really this movie's strength or <laughs> weakness, depending on your perspective. If that's the kind of thing you go in for, or if it's not, So really, there's no need to worry about spoilers. So let's see what 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 have we what have we got to deal with? We've got (laughs) massive amounts of human shit.
1: We're almost right from the get go. That's like five minutes. Exploding
0: exploding
1: out of a 400 pound guy's ass
0: yes and we get to see that 400 m- pound man half naked because <laughs> who doesn't want to see that
1: it's not the first time you've seen that though
0: and we get to see his butthole actually shitting out <laughs> human shit it, I, i'm sure it's not his real butthole i'm sure it's a prosthetic butthole but who knows who it looks pretty real i gotta say and the special effects budget on this movie was not high clearly so you know it could have been his actual asshole taking a shit i don't know the blood is fucking everywhere but but actually, that's the tamest thing because we—anybody kind of, who's a fan of like Peter Jackson's early work, or oh, well, really, you know, really any kind of a horror fan at all—blood isn't get, blood isn't gonna phase you. <laughs> What's gross about this movie is all the non-blood related stuff. The chicken is so—the chicken they serve in the restaurant is so fucking disgusting. There just <laughs> aren't words for how gross it is. And we—you watch people eating it, and the whole time, all you can think is, what the fuck is wrong with this? Th- these people in this. movie? movie that they're willing to put that in their mouth like these people can't have been paid well based on the quality of the movie we're watching there's no way they got paychecks big enough to justify shoving that shit in your face i don't know it's so goddamn gross and then uh yeah like i said like everything's just slimy and greasy and gross and the makeout scenes there's snot or or just just grossness or the or the people are just so gross like everything about this movie is just gross i i wish there was a better word than gross but gross just encapsulates it. so perfectly it's this is the grossest goddamn movie i've ever seen and i've watched meet the feebles and i've watched bad taste and i've watched brain dead and this it doesn't even compare to this shit i now don't get me wrong those movies are better movies by a huge margin and they are they, they are actually good movies this is not a good movie this is a fucking disgusting movie but if that's your thing. Boy, are you going to get it. But you told me that this was Troma's
1: most well-reviewed movie.
0: It is, by far, uh, according to Lloyd Kaufman, which (laughs) 50-50 chance he's telling the truth.
1: In Direct Your Own Damn Movie, he talks about how this movie got like a bootleg release overseas somewhere Uh uh-huh and it's been so many years since i fucking read it but i vaguely remember the story and it was a couple years like spider-man 2 came out in like 2004 or 5 right on the bootleg copy it says that alfred molina is in this movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah so yeah that's a way to sell it that would have been that
1: would have been awesome. He probably loves that, though. I would, I would have
0: loved to see Alfred Molina show up for like 12 seconds and, and just, you know, like, he should have shit played the Colonel.
1: He should have played the Colonel. There, oh, there you go. That, that, that would have been it. Yeah. Fuck. That was never going to fucking happen.
0: I have been an Alfred Molina <laughs> fan since Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, or just Raiders of the Lost Ark if you're a
1: purist. First time I ever saw him was uh, in Spider Man 2. <laughs> Bullshit. You saw Raiders growing up. I didn't. What? I know. Yeah, what the hell no. kind of parents did you have? Not ones that liked movies. But we Lord had *Rages of the Lost Ark* because we got it at McDonald's, but I never actually watched it.
0: How do your parents not sit you down and force you, as a kid, to be like, "Look, you, this is the adventure of a lifetime. Take it with me."
1: My dad made me watch uh, *Back to the Future*, which is where my All obsession starts. Right, to- it's not a total, total loss,
0: from. I guess. But fuck, man, I don't know. I can philosophically support anyone who isn't gonna give their kids a little early Indiana Jones. Mind you, not Crystal Skull. Yeah, maybe
1: not even Temple of Doom, but Raiders, fuck, come on. I'll make the kids watch it. Don't worry, not, not that they give a shit with all this YouTube stuff with Elsa chasing around Spider-Man all the time. Have you, have you seen those? You don't have little girls. No. So you wouldn't know. Oh, the, oh yeah, the YouTube, yeah, I, I heard about that. Yeah, it's fucking wacky, but we're not here to talk about that shit. We're- it's
0: dark, <laughs> it, it's dark is what it is. Yeah, I don't like it's it. It's just, just creepy. It is very creepy.
1: So, the basic plot of Poultrygeist is that Oh who the fuck cares? Oh come on come on it, it, it's it makes me laugh because I tell this to people a lot and they they look at me like I'm fucking crazy and I just want other people to be able to do that and have that same have that same experience.
0: Okay go for it. <laughs>
1: So the basic plot of the movie is that a KFC-esque chicken restaurant is being built or has been built on an ancient Indian burial ground. It's the Tromahawk Indian burial ground.
0: I was going to say, if you
1: don't say the name
0: of the tribe, we can't be friends anymore.
1: Everything in every Troma movie ever takes place in Tromaville except for Sergeant Kabuki Man. Then what the hell's the point? (laughs) I know, but... That's right,
0: because it was called Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. And then they
1: made a sequel, Sergeant Kabuki Man (laughs) LAPD. (laughs) that was in at the time when the japanese company i'm not sure which japanese company owned them but you could tell their movies like quality wise like effects and stuff got slightly better because they had this backing Uh of a of a big company so you toxic avenger one has you know it's toxic avenger and then two and three had over a million dollar budgets so the costumes were way better the effects look better the yeah, acting they do. wasn't any better they do i got i got to say the effects
0: in those sequels are markedly better and i i have not seen the whole thing. i've only seen like a few scenes from them but yeah comparing those to the original toxic avenger yeah. holy fucking shit what a jump in budget
1: but then they also it's also the thing where people don't like those as much cuz they lack the low budget character of toxic avenger and then toxic avenger can't 4. comment having not seen right. it right Right near yeah, in their entirety, and I don't mind them because they're just as ridiculous. I just I
0: just just have this vivid memory of the scene where where Toxie is. They're in a video store and he grabs some guy and shoves his face into the tape eraser, and the guy comes up with no
1: fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: so goddamn
1: ridiculous. In Toxic Avenger four, there's a there's a gang who goes on a shooting on a massacre. Uh, They're killing everybody in a school. I know. Uh, and they're ahead of their time. Yep. It was two thousand four. So oh, not happened. that ahead of their time. <laughs> so it, uh, and it, they're called the Diaper Mafia, and yes, they're a bunch of grown men dressed as babies. <laughs> okay, I think we know something about Lloyd Kaufman at this. No, point. okay, yeah, and I, I wrote down in my notes that I think I'm gonna have to kink shame this movie just a little bit. The diaper thing. All of it. The diaper thing. All of it. He, he's in a dress. There's the fucking diaper thing. There's weird lesbian makeout <laughs> sessions that aren't sexy in the least, but he does that on purpose. How How do you even
0: do it? I don't I I watched it and I can't understand how it was done. How do you make that gross? It's not like the women aren't good looking. They're fine looking women.
1: Uh one of them kind of kind of looks like a dude. The other one kind of looks like she got dropped on her head a few I, times. Don't get me wrong. She they're looks not gorgeous. They a little like sloth they're, from they're the movies.
0: They, they, but they are acceptable looking. They're not like gross looking. It's not like a Jared Hess film.
1: I don't want to king shame everybody out there. If you want to wear a diaper and fuck each other, that's fine. <laughs> but I probably will make fun of you. If <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, to- it's totally fine, but that's you. That's your private shit. If you're going to wear that on your sleeve, eh, yeah, you kind of got a little ribbing coming.
1: I went on a date with a girl who's like, oh yeah, this one guy had the diaper fetish and he liked it when I pooped. Like, what the fuck? I don't think I'm going to hang out with you anymore because you let you let that happen. <laughs> and then I went out with another girl and she's like, she never wore a diaper as far as I know, but her ex-boyfriend would call her and be like, well, let's let's FaceTime or let's Skype or whatever because I want to watch you poop. Okay. Why does this um... happen? Why is this a thing?
0: Yeah, I don't think I could be in a relationship with someone who is who is exhibitionist pooping for their ex-boyfriend. Not because I couldn't handle the exhibitionist pooping. It's the ex-boyfriend thing. I'm like, I'd be like, look, you got to cut that shit off.
1: He he apparently cried when he
0: told her that he liked watching her poop.
1: The yeah. way the way she described it to me was that he said it like, I like watching you poop. I can forgive that. <laughs> I fetishes
0: are are embarrassing. Like it's hard. to It's hard to open up about that shit. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little more, I'm a little more open than some, but even I like ain't going to get on this podcast and start talking about my fetishes. I tell everybody. Mostly I, I don't want my kid, I don't want my kids wow. to find it and hear
1: it. Uh, my mom will hear it eventually anyways. <laughs> I like to tell people at work that I think, I think I have a favorite serial killer. I'm curious. Albert Fish. They called him the werewolf of Wisteria and he was a, a masochist and a cannibal.
0: He's the uh, needles in his dick guy,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, and I fucking I love telling people that I'm like I'm an Albert Fish guy. And they're like, what the hell does that mean?
0: And you don't like t- House <laughs> of a Thousand Corpses? They got a whole section dedicated to Albert Fish in that movie. Do they really? Yeah, on the uh, on the on Captain Spalding's uh, House of Horrors ride or whatever the fuck it's called. He's got this whole thing about Albert Fish.
1: So I remember I the last time I watched that movie I didn't know who Albert Fish was.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, so, so this is a this is a recent development. this yes, uh, Albert Fish obsession. Since
1: I started listening to the last podcast on the left, I happened to stumble upon their two or three episodes about him, and I'm like, this is fucked up. Do you know anything else about him about the cannibal thing and how he wrote a very detailed letter to this little girl's parents? Oh yeah, about how he cooked and ate her over the course of a week.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. It's pretty fucked up.
1: Bacon on her butt because apparently we taste like pork. So if you run out yeah, of bacon, I could see that. If you run out of bacon, kill your kids. There you go. Don't do that.
0: Don't do maybe, that. Maybe maybe we put a disclaimer after that. Maybe. Like, yeah, maybe you just, know what? Actually, don't kill your kids. Maybe just one of them. Don't get me wrong. I want you to kill your kids. I just don't want to be held legally liable if you do. So don't kill your kids. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't kill your kids, even though they fucking deserve it.
1: Hey, there was almost no child death in this movie. That's true. Almost. almost. Until the end of the movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> of course it had to end like that of course it ends with everybody fucking dying because why not
1: so the funny thing about that car crash yeah there's a fact about that
0: yeah i know they it actually was... died in it
1: yeah i don't don't you wish no that's not nice <laughs> why
0: would i wish that these people have done nothing to you're me. a horrible person well it's aside from fucking make it impossible for me to eat for the next week especially <laughs> eggs
1: <laughs> no shit i had eggs this morning fuck I'm glad I wasn't actually eating when I when I was watching this movie. I was
0: trying to. Fortunately, I was eating fruit and it was okay. cold, so there was That's no good. kind of correlation flavor-wise or texture-wise to what was going on on screen.
1: <laughs> so the, the car the car crash, because, you know, Troma's a nice low-budget company. They, of course. So that car crash has been used in several of their movies. It was originally shot for Sergeant Kabuki Man. NYPD oh, okay. because they had the they had the Japanese company backing them and they probably so they had the
0: budget to do yeah so it's been used in le- high level effects like that yes
1: it's been used in Terror Firmer Toxic Avenger Four and of course this one and a couple other ones <laughs> the, and they all they always do it because he even in one of in one of the books Lloyd Kaufman's like we spent a lot of fucking money on that thing I'm gonna get as much use out of it as I possibly can. <laughs> Like that's fucking great. And one thing, say what you will about the quote unquote quality of the pictures. There's something so goddamn inspirational about seeing these fucking movies and seeing them do so well. And having <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman just be like, just get out there and fucking make a movie. It doesn't matter. Just go out and make a movie. And just do stuff. Just do something.
0: See the trouble, the, tr- the the thing that got and maybe he addresses this in his book. But the thing that the thing that always threw me about low budget filmmaking, the thing that really hamstrung me in the end, was you can't do low budget filmmaking unless you're a good network. You have to be able to network. You have to be able to find people to back you up and help you out who are willing to do it without pay because Let's face it. You're not able to pay them. And I'm not good at that kind of thing. It is so hard for me to, to first off, to establish relationships with people, then to build that relationship up to the point where they're willing to back me up on something or help me out (laughs) with something. And then it's all on you. You know, you got to finish it. You got to, you got to deliver something so that they can see that their efforts were worthwhile uh, or at least led to something, even if it's not good. You know, people have to be able to see that their efforts lead to something. And when you spend an entire summer, like I did, trying to make a low-budget monster movie and it never fucking gets finished and you're sitting there with 70 minutes of footage just sitting in a box you know on digital video get
1: that shit together man what the fuck it's only 70 minutes yeah but
0: the problem is i
1: don't have any monster footage let's fucking do it man paint me i look like a monster
0: it's a very specific monster it's a giant stink bug
1: i'll be a giant stink bug
0: yeah but i don't know how to make a giant stink bug on no money
1: there's, y- we can, we can figure it out. <laughs> where the fuck was I going with that?
0: We <laughs> could green screen this whole basement snuff room and shoot it in here.
1: Okay. See, now, honestly, would this not be the perfect place, per- the perfect setting for one of those fucking movies where it's just two people kind of trapped in a room like Saw? Yeah.
0: It'd be a good, it'd be a good spot. I don't know. Uh, that insulation over in the corner there speaks of someone
1: actually giving a shit. Yeah, but it's low budget. We have to work with what we've got. <laughs> And I fucking love it. And every time I watch one of these movies, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, why didn't I just do it? Because it's hard. But you, you know what you have? You have child slaves. <laughs> I have child slaves two days a week. Put them to work two days a week. Those little shitheads are always in their rooms and shit. One of them's watching movies with you, but still. Yeah, they are <laughs> always in their rooms. That's true. Be like, get the fuck out of here. We're going to do something. You're going to do something with your life. Because I'm, so, I'm such a commanding person. <laughs> Dad, why are we doing this? Like Because. I don't know it's my dream and art we're making art make art that's what glenn hansard told me no you know what then happens
0: you know what then happens they go home to their mom or they go to their friends or something like that (laughs) and they're like what did you someone asked what did you do this weekend my dad took me over to this strange bearded guy's place we went down to the basement and we in this in this really creepy room and that's when the police arrive at my doorstep and uh we have
1: video footage that nothing nothing creepy actually happened so it's yes
0: yes but once you've been arrested for that it doesn't matter what exonerates you you could you could have you could have character witnesses that are unimpeachable and video footage and documentation on your phone it doesn't matter because once you've been arrested
1: for something that fucking creepy you're labeled for life are you trying to tell me that jared from subway had child porn in his basement i think it's a distinct possibility just you know every time one of those guys that i i didn't look up to jared but you know uh, like bill cosby every time one of those guys comes yeah. out and something fucked up happens i'm like fuck dude i grew up with you why did why are you why are you a fucking asshole just part of my innocence just just gone cosby hurt man i was i was a diehard
0: cosby fan i can't even listen to his stuff anymore like it just hurts too much
1: yeah and i'm just like when is something about kevin smith gonna come out he's my fucking he's my blueprint for everything like a decent human being should be at this point mm. he's, a, he's a he's a great dude brad Meltzer too he's an author and he has that show decoded on the history channel he helped find the the american flag that was raised at ground zero right after 9-11 uh, on Another fucking show, I cannot remember because I've never seen his newer show, but it's like decode. it's not decoding history, maybe it is, I fucking don't remember. But he's also just this great fucking awesome person. I like, I'm like, how do, to, how to, like, don't do anything bad to somebody because you're going to fucking ruin my whole thing. You know what I think <laughs> no, would actually, you know, you, know you know what I think
0: would actually help that whole thing is, is it, is if, and I know like Norm MacDonald made jokes about this, you know, like, but, but people who are just like outright scumbags kind of okay with it well yeah at least like, being honest. Bu- like I, I've been reading Bukowski <laughs> lately and I'm like yeah I mean like there's so much stuff in these books that you're like what a horrible person but then he never pretended not to be a horrible person <laughs> he never said he wasn't a horrible person he he was never like nope I'm a stand-up citizen whereas that I think that's that's what hurts so much about Cosby is like his whole act was about virtue and about being a good person his whole thing was like very, that's, yeah. that's like the entirety of his persona and then it turns out he's. This scumbag doing these awful things behind the scenes. Honestly, yeah, if he'd just been forthright about it, I I, I wouldn't praise it or anything like
1: that, but <laughs> I it it wouldn't have ruined everything for me. Kids say the darndest things when you put drugs in their coffee. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> oh my god. As far as I know. The one the one upside to the Bill Cosby thing, as far as I know, everyone was at least of age. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But he did do that. Kids say the darndest Sh- things show for a while. <laughs> so who knows? Oh god, that's just oh. It's
0: like you managed to make it worse. I didn't think it was possible.
1: Oh fuck that guy. I, I, I made it a point not to have heroes for like a lot of my life, but then I just started following these people and I'm like, oh fuck. Because I'll, I'll come out and say it that I don't have a good fatherly role model. Like I have a dad. He's he, he, I talk to him every once in a while, but he's not the guy that I'd look at and be like, yeah, you know, I want to be like you. You know, I want Lloyd Kaufman to be my dad, kind of. Is that weird?
0: Not really. I'd be in his movies. I could see it. I could see. I could see you hanging out with Lloyd Kaufman <laughs> at Thanksgiving dinner. Even
1: though he does, he says every time in in his books on all the documentaries that you are, if you're working on a fucking Trump movie, it's going to be the worst experience of your life. Well, yeah, but at least he's straightforward about it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so many horror stories in these books. It's fucking. It's terrifying.
0: Well, there was that. There was that one horror story about a dude and *Tromeo and Juliet* getting his ear cut off
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it all i remember from that movie really is that there was a giant dick with jewy eyebrows
0: <laughs> i gotta see this movie <laughs> i love james gunn i i love his um i love everything i've seen from him so i even
1: scooby-doo I, well and Scooby-Doo know, he, he was too. smart
0: he was smart enough to cast linda Cardellini as velma so you know like like even even in the midst of that shitstorm it, it wasn't without its safe harbor
1: those, those weren't good i you know i never saw the second one so i don't i don't know it probably sucks even worse than the first one but he made he, lots of money he, from he dressed it, so. velma
0: up and in super tight leather vinyl in that one so like i said you know
1: that right there is trent Haga, who is a screenwriter and a director in his own right he hasn't directed anything huge
0: what is the title of this chapter 500 useless screen writing
1: books boiled down to one short chapter Yeah, Lloyd Kaufman says, it doesn't matter how good your script is, it just needs a beginning, a middle, and an end. Well, if that's your standard, then yeah.
0: I mean, you know, like he knows what he wants to make. That's the important thing. Know what you want to make and pursue that. Don't pursue what someone else is making. Pursue what you're making. So Trent Haga
1: directed, or no, he wrote this movie called Dead Girl. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I have heard of it. Yes. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I watched it a good three or four times when I rented it because it took me so fucking long to figure out if I liked it or not. And now my tastes have completely changed since this movie came out in 2008. That was 10 years ago. I'm fucking. I was. I was still in my 20s. I'm a completely different fucking person now. Yeah. As is as is normal. So like watching this movie, I did not enjoy it as much as I did the first time I watched it. (laughs) Holy shit! I yeah.
0: I think this is a movie that I'm going to enjoy in retrospect only.
1: No, the, yeah. The more you think about it, it gets kind of funny. But yeah, like I, I did not enjoy
0: watching this movie at all, with the exception of, as I said, Lloyd Kaufman, uh, who I thought was pretty funny.
1: When Arby is having his little uh, fantasy hump session, <laughs> like right on the restaurant counter, and he's like, he's going to send his heat-seeking moisture missile. <laughs> <laughs> That part made me laugh. So some of the dialogue is really funny, but like, wow, this kid is a fucking fucking dickhead.
0: Uh, yeah, the occasional there there was the occasional funny like dick joke. Drop that rectum. <laughs> yeah, like so there there was some there was some stuff that was kind of funny, but yeah, it was just everything was overlaid with this slime and and veins and carbuncles and just whatever the fuck. I mean, shit looked like corn they'd picked out of shit that they were. <laughs> sticking on that chicken oh, it was just so fucking gross like like even though shit was funny i was too repulsed to laugh and yeah like i think that's i think that's how this movie is gonna go i'm gonna remember <laughs> stuff that happened and it's gonna get funny as i get a little distance on it but watching it was not a pleasant experience
1: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna posit a sort of un uh an improv fan theory here.
0: I was going to say, uh, it feels like it's been a while since we've gotten <laughs> a fan
1: theory out of you. Tromaville is in New Jersey, which happens to be the nuclear waste dump capital of the world. As far as I know, which is well, why according to trauma movies anyway. So maybe the government built Tromaville and that's why everybody there is so fucking stupid there. They're all, that's where they put all the people that have radiation poison going through their <laughs> brains. And that's why everything's so fucked up. <laughs> So in Toxic Avenger 2 and 3, it's not really the devil, it's just a just a guy who wears a purple suit and he's on steroids and everybody just looks at him like he has he's on He thinks you know, he's the he thinks he's the devil. And he makes a he makes a William Shakespeare comment and then an old woman tells him to go fuck himself. That's that that's my favorite line from either one of those two movies where <laughs> An old homeless lady's like, hey, to the devil in human form. And this guy was actually a pretty good actor. I don't know who he was, but she's like, hey, uh, can I, do, do you have any spare change? And he's like, neither a borrower nor a lender be William Shakespeare. And she's like, fuck you, David Mamet. And at the time, I, st- I thought it was funny, but I didn't know who David Mamet was. <laughs> That's a great fucking joke. That is a great joke. And speaking of David Mamet, that's what happens at the beginning of our intro song, even though even though that part wasn't in the play that oh, David did Mamet, Mamet wrote. Oh,
0: Mamet do Glengarry? Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: I don't know if he wrote the screenplay, but he wrote the stage play. I, I was not aware. I'm not aware of his body of work. I'm just
0: aware that oh. he's a playwright. Yeah, I like swear <laughs> a lot.
1: But that yeah, that, that Baldwin part was not in the original play, which is a fucking bummer because that's the only part of the movie I really like. Well, I think, I think it was put there to set the stage,
0: wasn't it? Like it was it was put there to sort of establish the conflict. And that's screenwriting one one you know, establish the conflict and it was create stakes.
1: That is, that's, if anybody wants to get any fucking motivation, there you go. Listen to Alec Baldwin <laughs> fucking belittle you for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be
0: ready. Have you, have you, did you see the article, uh, David Wong wrote about that? No, no. it's a great article. It's all about that. it's, it's all about how like the world doesn't owe you shit and, uh, you know, get up and fucking do something with yourself and, uh, And he, and yeah, like he, he opens with that. And, and it's, uh, (laughs) it, it I, he reposts it every he used to repost it every couple of years because it was so popular
1: i actually learned about it from a crack.com article they're like the idea of the article was that it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're fucking doing something which is also kind of kind of the trauma way of looking at things yeah but yeah just do something and then there was a video of this this band i use that term loosely it was a <laughs> a drummer and i think a bass player and then a singer no guitar player and they were just a shitty metal band and this guys in this red white and blue like th- thong g-string thing and he's wiggling his balls and shaking them back and forth and he's like can you buck like a horse when we fuck and all that shit and it's a fucking great video and it makes me laugh in there and <laughs> but the idea was it's like he's like this guy's doing something it might not be it might be weird you No, know, i think
0: we're <laughs> talking about the same article oh maybe maybe i we think are. we are talking about the same article
1: oh that'd be good i'll have to we'll have to look at it because because da-
0: it's a cracked it's a it's an article he wrote for cracked
1: you know what i vaguely remember david wong writing it and like reading it after he wrote it you know seeing his name on it after i had just figured out like what uh john dies at the end was yeah
0: like i said he <laughs> reposted every couple of years or we'll at confirm. least at least used to i've heard crack.com went under
1: i heard that too and it upset me i guess
0: it got i guess it got bought out last year by some conglomerate or something like that because yeah, the
1: other videos just, on youtube just fucking stopped and they had one of my favorite youtube shows They shut down the whole yeah.
0: they shut down the whole video department oh uh, yeah yeah like they, they fired everyone yeah
1: just one day just boom gone they stopped fucking producing all those videos and it made me mad because they had one of my favorite youtube shows called obsessive pop culture disorder
0: yeah and it's a good show
1: it's so fucking funny and i will watch those videos over and over again because daniel o'brien is the funniest person on the fucking planet they had
0: they had they had my favorite um my favorite online online show like proper show uh it was called rom.com
1: oh yeah i keep on seeing that and i keep on meaning to watch it
0: it's really funny and i i don't know i I, th- I thought it was just a great little uh sitcom you know online sitcom and uh yeah so they did two seasons of that and you know now that's
1: gone yeah that's a bummer hopefully it pops back up again hopefully something happens and of course uh of, of course I used, I used to watch a lot of uh after hours yeah, yeah, and I watched a little bit of that, but only because I know Daniel O'Brien was on it. <laughs> well, I think I think all those guys are <laughs> And those guys were all, are all guys pretty, are real, yeah. pretty funny. But he was the one I related to most cuz he's a lot like me. And... <laughs> yeah, I could see that. The one about the the obsessive pop culture disorder episode about sex in movies, that's my favorite one, and I will watch it over and over again and laugh and Rachel'll just sit next to me and go like, "Why is that so funny to you?" She'll <laughs> she'll giggle a little bit, but every time he's like, "Oh no, my boner." I I scream. I fucking every time. And then he talks about Teen Wolf and how the wolf obviously has barbed barbs on his dick because he's a dog <laughs> and just just his delivery of you're weird at sex and you should know that forever <laughs> and i'm gonna go watch that after after we're done teen wolf no the just just that oh, that, that oh video. just that video okay so let's get back to trauma a little bit poultry geist, poultry geist. so trauma's rules for making a movie trauma's rules of production the okay. one there's three so it's safety to humans. Clearly not one they followed all the time. <laughs> Bad things have gotta happen. It's okay. <laughs> I, I feel like that was a I feel like that was a developed rule that, that came around after a lot of fucked up shit oh, happened. Yeah, yeah. And uh safety to humans property. People's property. Whatever. So again, probably so people the same people thing. and their shit just leave it alone and then the third one probably the most important to lloyd kaufman is make a good movie except clearly
0: know. not the most <laughs> important to lloyd kaufman <laughs> but his
1: ideas of good movies are different unless unless you actually hear him talk about some movies he make a done movie yeah well...
0: <laughs> that seems to be his his philosophy
1: the thing about it though is that if you read it if you read the books he's he like he knows shit about movies and he'll always talk about all these movies that that are made by these directors that are good directors that he's friends with and, and he's like no that's a good movie and this guy's a piece of shit and makes shitty movies so he he really based is like a lot of his opinions on how shitty or nice people are <laughs> which,
0: so if you're a nice if you're a nice guy you make good movies
1: yeah some some of the movies are a- actually good that he's talking about site one yeah uh joe that's on
0: my uh that's on my watch list though i've heard nothing but good things rocky obviously
1: which you know we're almost at the end of the show we're almost at the end here so i can i can work my way back around to the the connection that i was gonna make which i just accidentally did and i kind of blew my load a little bit <laughs> Yeah, I can connect it. It's right... fucking Rocky. Yes, it is. Jesus I can connect Christ. it right back to Rocky. Hang on. So... <laughs> You're right.
0: I hate it already.
1: So John G. Avildsen directed Rocky. Uh, him and Lloyd Kaufman happen to be best friends. Really? So Lloyd Kaufman is in Rocky. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that part where Rocky's going to the bar and he picks up that homeless guy outside of the bar and yeah. drags him inside? That's Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> yeah i know
0: i love that lloyd kaufman <laughs> is in one of the greatest movies of all time what the fuck are the odds of that he's
1: just he's just friends with the director he just happens to be good friends i with guess the if
0: you, you know <laughs> you make the right friends but he wasn't making he wasn't making movies when that when rocky was made was he i think he was just
1: starting yeah uh he trauma started in the well, right around the early mid-70s oh no shit with shitty like comedies Huh. They tried to do. They tried to do the sex comedy thing. Yeah, I could see and that. Clearly, it worked because everybody knows what those are. No, <laughs> nobody gave a shit about trauma until Toxic Avenger came out. That was nineteen eighty four. So but, you know, yeah. I,
0: mean, I mean, the sex comedy thing, is, it's definitely the kind of thing I could see you making money with mm-hmm. and making just completely forgettable movies, but m- movies oh, yeah. that still made a lot of money.
1: Same thing happened to Canon. Canon did exactly the same thing.
0: Because, yeah. I mean, seriously, like it's like it's something like 99.9% of those sex comedies are just garbage. Just, just the most forgettable shit.
1: Even the studio ones, guys. I don't like American Pie anymore. Well, I mean... <laughs> It's not a piece of shit or anything but it's it's more of a I'll I'll say this for American
0: pie it's at least funny. Like yeah. like it's it's genuinely funny.
1: It's more of I was 12, I was 11 or 12 years old when that came out. And it was hilarious back then and now I'm 30 and I watch it and I'm like, wow, these kids are fucking dicks. And you just want to see them in a Friday the 13th movie and see them all get <laughs> killed.
0: Yeah, they're definitely Yeah. <laughs> Can't argue with you there. But it's okay. But I mean, so, so there's like there's American Pie, there's Porky's, and that's pretty much it. Those are the only ones I can. I mean, I, I could probably pull some other ones, but I I couldn't pull them out of my hat because they're memorable. Yeah. But just because they were on HBO so much that I eventually encountered them. Porky's two. What? Por- there's Porky's two. Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, ski school
1: yeah animal house which is probably the least forgettable of them all
0: yeah i'm gonna say exclusively because of john belushi (laughs) because
1: honestly no one else in that movie is any good the only part of that movie i remember is hey what's what am i and he punches himself in the cheeks and shit flies out of his mouth. He's like, "I'm a zit, get it." And I just, I love his fucking face when the he does part, that.
0: The part of that movie that I remember is the is the the beatnik playing his guitar. <laughs>
1: I only saw Animal House I love
0: once. gave me a, like a rose that had no <laughs> thorn, and he and he grabs the guitar and smashes his shit out of it. Is
1: just like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, in fairness, that's how I feel when I hear fucking. <laughs> I don't go to open mic nights for a reason. The douchebag at the me. party
0: who busts out his guitar, like, oh, you just, that douchebag still exists at every, at every teenager college party that, that guy's still there and you still just want Bluto to show up and smash his goddamn guitar.
1: I have an acoustic guitar right fucking there and I've never done that. Ever. Yeah.
0: Cause that guy's a douchebag. Yeah. Even when I was kind of a douche. I've and- been that douchebag before. <laughs> I'm not proud to say it, but I totally deserve it.
1: Did yes. you pull out your guitar and start playing it, and were you singing like? I was singing, you know.
0: I I don't think I don't think I ever reduced myself to Wonderwall, but yeah, like I I I do.
1: Some. But Sex and Candy was totally on the table. I do. <laughs>
0: this was in the <laughs> mid 90s i would do i would do some nirvana unplugged
1: oh okay so the other the other one that everybody was sick of hearing at the time yeah
0: basically yeah i know i was a total i was a total douchebag and if someone had smashed my guitar i would have deserved it
1: <laughs> but it's only now that you would have realized it true that's okay i had a girl once stab me in the head with a pencil in first grade and she found me like holy shit <laughs> yeah she found me on on MySpace uh after we were all graduated from high school and she's like i'm sorry i stabbed you in the head with a pencil in this in the she said second grade and i'm like it was first grade but that's okay (laughs) I forgive her hey you know
0: there's something to be said for making amends with those people I just watched Billy Madison with my son the other night and uh, (laughs) saved his life
1: yeah billy madison that's one that i can't get anybody to watch with me either <laughs> you know why because it's a piece of shit that's, that's a one. fucking classic <laughs> yeah it's a of classic American cinema
0: of yeah it's it's it, it's a petrified chunk of shit is what it is i love it but it's a piece of shit
1: oh yeah no it, it's a it's one of those it's one of those really stupid comedies that's also that's actually clever and, and it's fucking stuff i feel. I don't
0: even think it's clever i just I think do, it's I, ju- I just think it's funny for nostalgic reasons that and that is it i cannot justify that movie in any <laughs> way other than than nostalgia. I'm I'm am sitting there watching it with my son. I'm like, dude, this movie's garbage. But I know you have a <laughs> shitty sense of humor, so you'll probably love it. I laugh a lot. I mean, he at loved movie. he loved Little <laughs> Nicky. So I was oh, like, oh, if you like Little Nicky, this movie's gonna blow your socks off.
1: Yeah, I guess nostalgia does play a good uh play a play into that a lot because I can't I don't like Little Nicky anymore. I watched The Water Boy. Like, what the fuck is this? This is dog shit. What am I doing? I
0: I will I will I'm willing to rewatch The Water Boy strictly because fruzabalk is like my love lifelong crush really yeah My, li- i mean literally since i saw her in return to oz when i was like six <laughs> years old i had a crush on her
1: you mean you weren't traumatized so much by that fucking movie that you couldn't get a love after that, that
0: movie and and yeah it traumatized me but then the, at that point in my life the never-ending story was my favorite movie and that movie is a fucking mind fuck you should read the book wow i didn't know it was a book
1: yeah apparently the movie is only the first half of the book oh shit yeah the they did a they did a second movie and a third movie which doesn't matter but the they, second
0: movie doesn't matter either
1: no but it it's the second half of the book Bastian actually does go to Fantasia and it's called Fantastica in the book i guess it's translated from like german or something uh, and he and he does get that thing that grants him wishes and takes a little bit of instead of yeah that thing the Orin. instead of taking away some of his memories it takes away like little bits of his soul so he's he turns into a fucking dictator and oh shit and he takes over fantasia oh my god and him and atreyu have to fight and kill each other and shit that yeah book got so much darker in the movie, well they always do. And the movie was dark as fuck. What, yeah, the movie was super dark. Ha- within the first half hour, they kill off the the horse.
0: Yeah, that that movie is traumatizing. Thanks. Holy shit!
1: You know what? The, you know what that movie needed? More chicken zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because I, ma- I made the I made the butt plug joke to you a few weeks ago. I wanna I wanna oh, go back. I wanna go oh, to the beginning God, of the movie, the, oh. <laughs> like right off the bat. I'm just like ah. Ugh. Hey, what? You've never had a zombie finger your butt? No. Well dry. I'm humping. not a
0: ag- look. I'm not against <laughs> a finger in the corn from time to time. But that was gross. That was just gross. What was gross is he's wearing it on his neck by the midpoint of the movie. He's ca- he's got it on a necklace. It is his special butt plug who wears their special butt plug on a necklace what kind of freak deviant walks around with their special butt plug on their necklace
1: people with radiation poisoning that's making them crazy traumaville
0: all right I'm finding it hard to argue with that whole traumaville
1: because if you notice that theory. in every one of these movies all the actors are like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and that's pretty much speaking of which the guys the guy's
0: lesbian girlfriend every time she every time she leaves the scene she's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> i noticed that <laughs> retarded huh <laughs> then, like, what? yeah wow <laughs> but that that's still that's probably my favorite part of the movie though the beginning with the with the butt plug and the dry humping
0: i will say the um that scene where the uh the weird graveyard masturbator gets the zombie arm up his ass. I was like, Holy shit. Talk about setting a scene.
1: Wow. Yeah. Lloyd coffin likes things in butts (laughs) and then the shit and blood comes out his mouth. (laughs) Oh my God. It
0: was so fucking gross. I mean, scene one, it's fucking disgusting.
1: Hey, at least they're not fucking with you. At least they're just like, Hey, here it is. Yeah, it's true. You cannot
0: accuse them of drawing you in under false pretenses (laughs) within the first four 45 seconds to a minute you know exactly what you're in for and if you don't elect to leave at that point it is kind of your fault and it it, it was definitely my fault for consenting to stay through to sit through this whole movie (laughs) and i will always blame you for that by the way
1: you're welcome uh did you catch the the other the mexican guy's name the one who turned into the the ground up sloppy joe's sloppy sloppy Jose. Jose. (laughs) Sloppy Paco. That's what they tried to. They tried to, let's let's serve some sloppy Paco. I mean, sloppy Jose. Paco.
0: Okay, so his name was Paco. I don't.
1: His last name was Bell. Paco. Oh, Bell. seriously? Yes. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> yeah. And and he's a he's a gay talking sloppy chicken thing.
0: Oh God! It's so fucking. Dis- it's got teeth. Oh, it's so gross.
1: <laughs> they need. They need. A, I need a stuffed animal of that. It
0: looks like a shit sandwich. It looks like a <laughs> shit sandwich with teeth. That's what it looks like, and it does. And and when I say shit sandwich, I mean a fresh and wet shit sandwich. Not not a not a nice not a nice firm deuce. No, this is this is someone who's been on like a a, a, a roadhouse diet for years.
1: Let's do some final thoughts here. Where. We're just going to keep on talking about how gross it is. Final <laughs> thoughts.
0: <laughs> Fuck you for making me watch this. That's my final thought.
1: Yeah, I you <laughs> enjoy this movie a lot less as you get older and poop jokes are way less funny.
0: <laughs> you know what, if I if I had been drunk or high, I probably would have enjoyed the shit out of this movie, but I was like in the throes of just <laughs> catastrophic depression when i watched it and it was not helping it was just making
1: things worse i don't mean to laugh at that but that's just yeah I sometimes can see that all you can do is laugh at the horror <laughs> well okay yeah and first time i watched this i thought it was the funniest fucking thing and i'm just like everybody needs to watch this fucking movie now i'm glad i have it my girlfriend did buy me the blu-ray that was sweet of her it very much was and
0: especially since she's probably never gonna watch that shit with you i mean
1: i tried to get her to but we we never we never actually got time but now, after watching it, I'm like, I'm kind of glad I didn't yeah. make it through that. Yeah,
0: I, because yeah, she's not stoked. She's not stoked on that kind of stuff to begin with. This is not the movie for anybody who's not stoked. I mean, if you, <laughs> if, if you're not an enthusiastic horror and gore fan, this movie is gonna be way too much it's too much for you even someone who is i love brain dead i loved bad taste i love meet the feebles i love all that shit i you know and this movie was fucking too much
1: and i started my day with a really good horror movie too I'm not start my day uh green room
0: oh that's a great horror. Movie.
1: that movie's oh fucking great and then i go I and watch this i love that movie and then i'm like all right at least i watched the good he one. just came out with a new movie by the way uh, oh fuck well now I'm gonna have to. I haven't seen any of you. Not Anton either. Yelchin. I know. Well, thanks for fucking twisting <laughs> that knife. I know. I'm bummed out about it too. I I really liked one him. of the <laughs> one of the best young actors in in a lot of fucking years. And he died
0: right before his arguably his best movie came
1: out. And he fucking in a horrible goddamn way too. Like it was it was surprising as fuck. And 2016 was the worst year ever. Yeah,
0: 2016 was pretty bad. I now we're
1: we're we're getting on to (laughs)
0: 2017 sucked but i don't think anything's gonna suck as i I have a hard time believing anything could suck as bad as 2016 don't get me wrong 2017 was not a great year 2018's been markedly improved Uh, for me personally like on a personal level but yeah man i i feel like if there is a year that's
1: gonna top 2016 i don't want to fucking see it (laughs) oh yeah so that's a whole that's a whole other topic all i can say is john advilson and anton yelton i i, I miss you both yes I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry a little bit after we get off of here so i'm gonna i'm gonna leave with another quote here before we get to all the all the fancy uh is it a lloyd kaufman quote it sure is lloyd kaufman says wait i don't remember if this is lloyd kaufman or uh uh james gunn but it was in the book and fuck it it was one of those two <laughs> <laughs> it says make do with what you got if life gives you lemons you make lemonade if life gives you assholes make a trauma movie <laughs> i could i couldn't have said it better because i don't what not, a quote oh my god <laughs> i'm not that good with words so i hope that was fun for everybody because it was it, it was fun for me we're gonna be back next week and we're gonna do one of my favorite movies oh, i think fuck of the last 10 years or so. This movie's fucking great. We're going to be back with Creed because Creed 2 comes out and I'm fucking... I'm all kinds of excited. The documentary about the greatest rock band of all time? Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Narrated by Scott Stapp himself. <laughs> Hopefully he's sobered up and stopped talking about conspiracy theories long enough to fucking make it happen.
0: <laughs> you know, I actually... I, actually, I, gotta, I gotta say, uh, I actually am kind of looking forward to this because you've raved on it so much and uh, either way... This is going to be a great experience because if it's as good as you say it is, I'm going to enjoy the shit out of it, and if it's not, I'm going to shit all over you next week.
1: You're not going to have to cuz it's fucking great. <laughs>
0: well, we will
1: see. God damn it. All right, everybody, so hopefully uh, you tune in next week for that fucking nonsense cuz we're going to it's going to be an hour-long argument, I can guarantee it, it'll be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Shark Pod. And if you feel like donating to keep up this craziness here in this weird little dungeony basement, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash sharksacrosshollywood and give us some money. Because it's almost Christmas and we need to buy our children presents. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Sympathy, guys. Is, is it working? Probably not. <laughs> but anyways... We'll be back next week with lots more fun. But until then, stay jawsome.